Blog Talk Radio. It's Sunday evening, and welcome to Pause I Am Radio. Your hosts for tonight's show are Robert Brenning and Jack McEnroe. They'll be taking your calls and speaking with a different guest each week. You're encouraged to call in and share some of your life experiences with us. The number to call is 347-215-9442. That number again, 347-215-9442. Welcome to Pause I Am Radio. And welcome to this special Wednesday edition of Pause I Am Radio. I am your host, Robert Brining. Tonight I am joined by my co-host, Jack McEnroth. Jack, how are you? Hey, I'm really good. How are you? Good. I feel like I haven't talked to you forever. <laughs> well, you know, it's been a really bizarre two months. I've been traveling like mad, mad crazy. So I'm happy to be home for, I'm home for, I have one trip in the middle of November to Kansas City, and then I'm done until the end of the year. So, but yeah, it's been good. How are you? I'm doing great. Doing great. Just crazy busy. We had the AIDS walk not too, uh, like last weekend. So I was dealing with stuff like that. And, you know, it's just, it's good to get out there and just raise awareness when it needs to be, you know? Uh, Definitely, definitely. I've been, I was doing just that. I was in D.C., I was in L.A., Atlanta for Pride. Um, I just came back from Indianapolis uh, for there was a big uh, AIDS benefit there, so it's all it's all good. Yeah, I saw some of your new uh, risque photos. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whatever keeps whatever keeps them entertained. As long as the more attention I get, the more they listen to what I have to say. So if it means taking my clothes off, you know what? I'm gonna do it. <laughs> it works. <laughs> well, my whole my my. Theory on that. So, um, what else is new with you? Anything um, coming up? Because I know, uh, you know, everybody knows we're going to have Mondo on tonight. I'm a little excited about it. Um, how, how was it for you to see Mondo on TV and, and go through kind of the same process that you did? Say that one more time. How was it for you to see Mondo on TV and oh. kind of go through the same process? Um, you know what? I thought it was um, – well, it was a little bit different because I just closed during one of the interviews, so the cast didn't know. And he was, um, you know, he said it on the runway, and so the cast all heard it live. I mean, and I don't know, he obviously, I know being in the Project Runway world that he won't be able to tell us how produced that was and how spur of the moment it was, and or maybe he can. Um, but, you know, it was cool, actually. It was, it was I mean, that's, I don't know if that's the right word, but I thought it was really impressive. And, um you know, I, I've spoken to him since, and I know that he saw me on there, and hopefully, you know, what we do and what I did on television had a little bit of effect on what he did and made it a little bit easier for him, and then, you know, and so on and so on, and, and people in the future will feel more at ease because they have me to look to, and then Mondo did it, and, you know, hopefully even more people will eventually come out publicly that are, you know, I don't, I hate the word celebrity, but you know, known, known for being on TV or have a, a national platform that people watch. And so I just think it was a great thing. And I totally empathize with him. And um, I know, you know, by that point, 
with their, you know, I don't remember how many designers were left. I think they were at least halfway through the season. Right. You have to remember that they've been already, they've been taping for two and a half weeks or almost three weeks, and they haven't had a single day off. So he was so exhausted. I mean, he'll probably tell us when he comes on, but he was so exhausted and so tired, and um, I'm sure all of that played into that, that pivotal moment. Yeah, it was really um, breathtaking to see it happen. You know, it kind of sent me back to seeing you on TV a couple of years ago and then also seeing Angina, just that, that moment, you know, that, that totally looked like it was unplanned. You know what I mean? But it was very inspirational. I know that he's got tons of outpour from people, you know, I, I've seen on the body and then on Paz. I am a lot of people have been sending me questions to ask him. So I'm really excited to have him on. So I can't wait to bring the call in, actually. Good. Getting a little nervous. Kind of like when I first talked to you, or you know, and when I talked to um, Kimberly Locke. A little bit of nerves going on, but it's good. Oh please! I talked to him earlier today. I talked to him earlier today, and I was like, Robert still gets nervous. I think it's funny. And he goes, uh, and I go, I mean, because I just wanted to prep some. I'm like, don't worry, we're not going to ask you any, like, hard-hitting questions. We just probably want to know the same questions that everyone else has been asking you. Because I I know he did a couple other shows, and I'm sure he's gotten a lot of media requests. So, um, so yeah. If he hasn't called in, he he should be calling in because he knows he's supposed to call at 5 o'clock his time. So, if not, I'm going to go to Denver and kill that little queen. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I reached out to him. I called him this afternoon just to make sure he had the right number, and you know, and, and he remembered because you know, with everything that's going on and the finale being tomorrow night, I expected right. him to be overwhelmed with stuff. So I was like, just in the case thing you that's forgot. actually the thing that's weird is it's all it, it's sort of this weird downtime. I mean, I don't know if he's getting a lot of press kind of stuff going on, but but basically they've been done for a really long time. They showed a fashion week in September, so everything's been done and he so he's just been sitting there and the, they already have a winner um everything's already finished so it's not until it airs tomorrow night that everyone will know the outcome and then and then i think the the crazy you know media storm will begin yeah it's it's going to be crazy i just can't i can't wait to watch it i'm excited to to see how it's well good it drama out, you know? I, I i know who won so I, I, I can't say, but <laughs> no spoilers. It's, it's good drama. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. If they edit it well, it's going to be really good. It'll be interesting to see. Oh, did you the get to see that? What? Did you, did you get to see it, um, like, uh, when it played out and everything? Because you no, were there, no, right? no, no, no. No, I just have I have my sources. So oh, okay. um, as, soon as, it, I, as soon as it got down to the few people that I cared about, um, I, 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 and actually after Mondo came out as, uh, as HIV positive, I wanted to know how far he got and what happened. And so I started texting people and of course no one's supposed to say, so they're like, we can't say. And then, you know, but I know everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, um, like I said, it was just really surreal to kind of see it all play out and, um, I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, everything works out for him because uh, he's, he's, he was my favorite from the beginning, even before, you know, his, his disclosure and all that. Just his work was amazing. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was between – I he was, in all honesty, um, it's really hard to pick a favorite when there's so many until they get down to, like, 10 or so. Um, right. The only ones that really registered for me were – 
I thought Gretchen was good at the beginning and then got really boring. And then um, I liked the – so there's the three people that are left, Mondo and I don't – and Gretchen, and I don't remember the other guy's name, but I really like his – he did a few pieces, too, that I really liked. And then Michael, who just got kicked off in the last episode, I actually liked a lot, too. So we'll see. Um, I, I mean, the collections, uh, you can go online and see them all. They're all done already. They were all – during Fashion Week, and it's not a secret what they look like, but um, I actually haven't I, I haven't seen any of them, so it'll be interesting to see what, what the looks are. Yeah, I'm excited to see them as well. Um, one of the things that I, I can talk about since uh, people are listening here maybe for the first time, if you're familiar with us or not familiar with us, we're, we're live every Sunday night at 9 p.m., and we are a show, obviously, that revolves around um, sharing stories of people living with HIV and AIDS. And we're here to kind of give the voice back to the community because sometimes um, a lot of individuals feel they don't have a voice. So the radio show is for that purpose, to give that voice back. You can friend us here on Blog Talk Radio, and you can also favorite the show to get friendly reminders every week um, for that. And if you haven't joined the chat room, um, you can join Blog Talk Radio to sign in as a regular person and not a guest. You can have a screen name and all that stuff. So you can chat with us. We're going to be taking questions um, from the chat room. Uh, you can tweet us questions at PauseIM. I have a whole bunch of questions emailed to me. And I have Mondo on the line, so I'm going to bring Mondo Guerrera. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hey, Mondo. Hi, how's it going? <laughs> How are you? Hi, Tranny. I'm pretty What's good. <laughs> Not too much. Busy, busy, busy. So what's going on for you right now? Like, well, I mean, I mean, you know, I, mean I know that the finale is tomorrow, so but like, it's not in real time. So what's what's just been going on? Like a lot of media, that kind of thing. Uh, just a lot of media. You know, I'm really uh, just trying to take it all in. Um, you know, coming off the show, I didn't expect for all this to happen, all the exposure. So it's just been really hard to keep up with myself, to tell you the truth. I mean, I'm my own person, so I'm basically, you know, having to deal with all the emails and all the people, myself, and it can be a little overwhelming at uh, some points, you know, so I'm just trying to keep my feet on the ground. Yeah, actually, you know, I can totally, totally relate to that because I think people... People, even right right after the show, thought I had, like, an assistant and someone answering my emails for me. And I remember right after the show also, like, you would get, like, 100 Facebook messages a day. And, like, you feel right. really obligated to answer all of them because you're like, oh, these are people that really appreciate what I did, and I really want to, you know, honor their the fact that they took time out to write to me. And it gets so it used to stress me out so bad. But you kind of get okay with it. Like, you get to a point where it also dies down a lot, obviously. And then, you know, once you get over the first couple months, um, which is a lot, it is a lot of pressure, and then you'll be okay. Yeah, I'm finding that as well. You know, like, every day I get hundreds of emails. And in the beginning, I was like, yeah, I can keep up with it, you know. But (laughs) at some point, you're like, all right, well, if I'm going to keep up with it, I'm just going to be inside the house writing to people all day long. So, you know, I have to give it up a little bit. Right. Well, let's just um, cover the stuff, the the meat and potatoes that we want to get to, because I know Robert and I and actually a lot of the people in the chat room and whatever have the same questions. But um, 
So, what just tell, walk us through that whole experience and how you know you design, you were designing the the textile that was inspired by your HIV status, and how did that all transpire that you decided to announce it on TV? Well, you know, I really, you know, I didn't really plan on um, talking about it. You know, going into the show, we we go through a lot of, um, you know, we go through a medical background and all that stuff, and we have to kind of disclose our um, status to, you know, um, in the application process. So they obviously knew that I was positive through since the beginning. But, you know, um, once I was um, in the position and presented with that challenge uh, on the show um, of uh, creating a textile uh, that was influenced by pictures of your childhood, I mean, that was really, really tough. I never expected for that, never expected for that to, like, for that, particular episode to change my life, you know. Well did and you knowing, immediately did you immediately know that's what you were gonna do? Um No, no I didn't. You know, I had a couple different options. I had um this one that was inspired by the rooftops from an airplane going over New York City, so it was all like cubism kind of shaped textile. And then I had my kind of pause uh um textile and you know it wasn't until April sat down next to me and she's like, Well I definitely feel like this one's more you and she just pointed at that one and said, That one's more you, you know, without even knowing what the story was or what the symbolism was behind the textile. And you know, I just think that everything during that whole process and that challenge and that episode happened for a reason and it really unfolded the way it was supposed to, you know. So I went with that design, and lo and behold, you know, you know, an hour or two later, after choosing my textile and getting it finalized, guess who walks into the door? My mom, you know, which really, really, it really threw, I mean, it really threw me a curveball there because I, you know, I just didn't know what to do. I mean, I was so happy to see my mom. Um, at that point, I think we were probably on set for about five weeks. And when you're on the show, as you know, Jack, like, you don't really have an emotional connection with anybody. I mean, you're there to work, you know. And, yeah, you might have friendships and this and that, but the only thing that you're really attached to is your is your work and what you're um, creating, you know. So to see my right. mom, I was just, like, so happy to see her. Um, but... It also was very, very, very hard, you know, and the producers pulled me aside and they are like, so, you know, uh, we know what your inspiration was for this um, for this challenge and are you going to talk to your mom about it? And I told them, no, I am not ready to talk to my mom about it. I chose, you know, I decided that right away just because it was my mom's very first time in New York City. And, you know, we had probably a total of four hours to spend with them that day, you know. And I didn't want to, I don't want to take away from her experience, you know. I knew she was really happy and excited, and I knew she was probably a little scared, you know. Being in the city for the first time is really kind of scary for some people, you know. Um, And so I just didn't want to put any more pressure on her or even on myself. Because I feel like, 
you know, I I just wasn't ready to talk about it. You know, at that point, I wasn't ready to talk about it. Um, and then the next day, we you know, we went on the runway. We finished our tournament, and the next day we uh, went on the runway. And uh, I really went, approach, you know, approached the runway in front of the judges, not really expecting to reveal this dark secret that I've been, you know, hiding for 10 years. And, um, you know, I really just feel like it happened for a reason. I mean, in the editing on the show, it happened a lot differently than what we saw it um, on the television and how it unfolded, you know. Um, I was the first, I was the first one that they did the critique on. And so, I kind of danced around the subject. I kind of just told them that my inspiration was about color and construction paper and shapes and blah, blah, blah. You know, the same way I uh, kind of danced around with Tim Gunn. And so, and then when Nina was the last one to critique me, she said, well, I wish I knew what the story was. And so then I think it was Christopher's turn, then April's turn, Beller's turn, and all the way down the line, you know. So there's like six other designers, seven other designers on stage giving their, getting their critique and explaining what their inspiration was and whatnot. And, you know, um, listening to the other designers and kind of hearing their stories about what, you know, uh, was behind their textile really helped me, you know. Um, Heidi said, all right, well, we've heard what you had to say. We're going to have a little chat and ask you back on the runway and one of you will be the winner, one of you will be out. You know, the same thing as every week. And yeah. so she was ready She was ready to excuse us. And I kind of stopped, and I was like, Nina, you asked me what my story was. And, you know, and that's, it just happened. I mean, I started talking about it, and I got kind of choked up. And uh, it was scary, you know. But something overcame me a sense of, um, I don't know, a sense of freedom, I guess you could say. Um, And it just got, my whole spirit got lighter and lighter through every sentence that I explained, you know, my my, uh, experience with um, hiding the secret for such a long time. Um, And after I had told her that I had been HIV positive for 10 years, uh, I really did feel like a new new person, you know. Like I had lifted so much weight off my shoulders. And at that point, I think you see me smile, and I'm really just overjoyed because I feel like, uh, man, I, I, you know, I just felt so good. It was like Christmas you know, for me. The one thing, Mondo, that I noticed is you could actually see the weight come off your shoulders when you said it. You know what I mean? Like you said, with that smile, it just you could see it totally come off, and you were, like, relieved. Right. So it's yeah, not hiding you know, anymore. Yeah, I think it's really important to um, be able to talk about, uh, you know, these things. I mean, I think the whole stigma be about being HIV positive is uh, can be very, you know, I mean it's it's not really helping the problem. It's actually 
hurting the problem. You know, I think that we as a community and we as, you know, as everybody, you know, gay, straight, any anything should be able to talk about this disease freely because without being able to talk about it and really be open and, you know, get tested and not be embarrassed about, you know, the results or scared of anything, it's going to continue to be such an epidemic. Well, also I think it's really important what you said, that um, you felt relief, actually, because holding a secret is torturous. Even, I mean, even it may not be every day that you feel really bad about keeping something secret, but when you have a painful secret that you feel like you should, you should release, I mean, that's what I always tell people that are, that are, you know, and you'll continue for the rest of your life to get emails about HIV status and disclosure, and I always say, listen, I promise you that you'll feel better if you tell the truth. I'm like, you know, initially there may be shock. Initially your family may be upset. But in the end, you'll get support and people will be proud of you and you'll go on with your normal life and you won't have to carry that burden of someone finding out or any of that anymore. Well, I feel like, um, you know, at least for me, and I'm sure it's probably the same for you, Jack, is that, uh, you know, keeping this secret to myself for such a long time was holding me back so much. You know, it held me back so much in my personal life as, you know, as finding love in my life and also just being healthy for myself and um, emotionally, you know. And beyond that, you know, as an artist, it really held me back creatively. And, you know, I feel like now that I am able to talk about it, and uh, I'm not scared of, you know, hiding anymore, that I really can, you know, accomplish accomplish a lot more. Uh, one of the questions we have coming out of the chat room from um, Janine, she asked, Mondo, do you feel that you've always wanted to be vocal about being positive and that being on the show kind of gave you that opportunity to not only reach thousands of strangers but indirectly reach your family as well? Um, you know, I never really thought that I would be vocal to such a huge audience about um, being HIV positive. I mean, that was never my plan. I didn't go on Project Runway to talk about my HIV status. I went on Project Runway to be a, a you know, a contestant and a competitor and do do my work, you know. But I think, you know, what happened that day on the runway when I came and revealed my status, it was really a blessing because uh, it has changed, it really has changed my life. You know, I I can honestly say that if I would have walked off that runway and kept it to myself, who knows, I might have still been keeping this to myself, you know. I and, and And my parents still might not know, and I might not know that they you know, love me and that they support me and I might doubt their unconditional love towards me. But now I know that I have people that support me and people that love me unconditionally. And so, I mean, it just all, I just really feel like it was meant to happen. So we can say safely that your family took the news pretty well? Yes. You know, um, my, my family took it very well. Uh, the thing about it is like in the past, couple of years, I ended up in um, 
the hospital twice with um, complications from the HIV. My numbers were very, very low at one point. And uh, so my mom was always there, um, bedside kind of, you know, at the hospital looking out for me. And, um, you know, even then I was talking to the doctors and asking them not to disclose the information to my family and this and that. I mean, even in the hospital at my lowest point, I was continuing to hold this secret, you know, and it didn't help. It did not help me at all. It really took me, it really, I really feel like I had to hit rock bottom. Um, the last time I was in the hospital with pneumonia and coming out um, of there um, and make a conscious decision to be like, to tell myself, all right, Mondo, you know, you you have opportunities in your life. You have things going for yourself. You have to make yourself healthy before you start knocking these other things out, you know, like you have goals. You know, for such a long time I forgot about what I wanted to do in life because I couldn't really look forward to anything. I was really in a low, low, deep, dark place and hiding, you know, and it was very lonely and I didn't want to be lonely anymore. Well, I also think, I mean, I don't know specifically like your, your, as far as medication and treatment and all the stuff that you were on, but I just want to make out the point that when there's such a stigma of H- about HIV, and you made this point earlier, is that, you know, people are afraid to disclose, so they're afraid to go to the doctor, so they're afraid to get on treatment, so they let themselves, you know, go for a long time untreated because they don't want anyone to find out, and, you know, they don't get on the medications that they should, and their numbers get really low, and that's when people get sick and their viral loads go crazy. And, um, right. you know, so it's like, you know, it's, it's, let's just talk about it. It's like, you know, there's 1.1 million people in the U S with HIV. And now there's the statistics just came out that like in, in the major, uh, um, cities throughout the country, they, the CDC estimates that one in Five gay men, gay or bisexual, sexually active men is HIV positive, and half of them, approximately half of them, don't know it. So that is crazy that there's not that not everyone should be getting tested regardless of your sexual orientation, if you're sexually active or in any high. I mean, it should be part of our national, you know, healthcare annual physical. You should have an HIV test and, and at least once a month. I mean, once a year at my, you know, at the, the very minimum. So it should be like anyway. a flu shot. Yeah, totally. Exactly, right? Everybody goes for a flu shot. Why don't you get tested? Yeah, there's no there's no year. stigma against the flu shot. Nobody, I mean, I granted, like, getting the flu is a little bit different than getting HIV, but the, <laughs> right. the fact is that treatment, the treatment options now are so much better, and it, it you know, it, it's a lot different than it was. I mean, I was diagnosed 21 years ago, so, you know, imagine that. I told my mom probably in 1995, and it was not fun news to hear. It's never fun news to hear, but I... I think overwhelmingly the response is positive, you know, right. after a while, and it, you know. And it's also, I think it's also about, you know, education. I think a lot of people are very uneducated about it, you know. And everybody's so, I mean, because nobody wants to talk about it, nobody, you know, nobody really knows what's going on, you know. Um, I can tell you, like, uh, my partner now, like, when we first started uh dating, he was very wary about getting involved with somebody that was HIV positive. 
um, because he's not uh, he's not HIV positive himself. So you know he was looking at Wiki, Wikipedia for his statistics, and I was like, "Are you serious? You're looking at Wikipedia? Right. Like that is ridiculous. Like you have to actually talk to somebody that's living with it, or talk to doctors that you know deal with this on a day to day basis. And you know half the doctors that are, you know, um, dealing with HIV are also living with it. So I mean, you I mean there are ways to be, you know, to learn about what's happening with HIV. And I just want to make one com- one comment in regards to this because I'm single and I'm dating right now and it's like I, okay. I run into this all the time. Okay, if if you're a, a gay man or a man who has sex with men and you um, are having unsafe sex with someone who says they're negative, um, that is, I mean, if you're having sex with someone like me who I know my status, I know that my viral load is undetectable, I'm on treatment, I know my numbers are good, I know I'm very healthy, and if I'm having protected sex, it's so much less risk than someone who tells you that they're negative, you know, and then you may or may not have protected sex. I mean, it's the fact that we, I at least go to the doctor every three months, and I know I don't have anything else. I know, you know, right. it's like, it's so ridiculous so that people have this idea that, oh, you're positive, and like you, you know, you, I just can't, I can't deal with that, so... Anyway, right. that, that, was my little, that was my little rant that I had to go well, off Well, I want to rant now, too, Jack, because <laughs> the thing that I always go into, you know, like what I've run into a lot, even in, you know, and this is specifically talking about the gay community now and discrimination amongst HIV-positive men in the gay community, you know. It's like we're always called, you know, like they have like these words like dirty and this and that, you know. No, I'm not dirty. I'm HIV positive. That does not make me less of a person. You know, that does not make me unapproachable. You know, and it doesn't make me dirty. I mean, that just really pisses me off. Uh, yeah, right. I hate that too when people say that, when they say, you know, clean for clean or whatever like that. And for right. me, exactly. because I'm positive doesn't mean I don't shower every day. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, Robert, well, Robert you, can't, you don't, kind of. <laughs> Mondo, one of the things I did want to ask you is, you know, we have Jack's here. He, he co-hosts with us here at the show. And what, did you watch Jack on Project Runway when he was on on season four? Yes, I did. And what was that yes, like for you as somebody who was positive and also a designer to see somebody uh, like that? Well, you know, um, I think when Jack was on the show in season four, he was really – like the first one that was like for me in memory noticing somebody that I had something in common with, uh, not only as a creative person, but as a person living with HIV. And his decision to leave the show um, for, I believe it was a staph infection. Right. Um, you know, I, I it, it took me a while to really figure out, you know, wow, you know, uh, yeah, that would probably be a reason to leave the show, and I don't know how I could deal with that. But with that being said, you know, it made it really made me feel like you know there are people that are still accomplishing their dreams and doing exactly what they need to do to you know be human. Well, and I hope, like, in some small way, like, even if it was subconsciously, that when you decided to 
come out with your status that you were like, oh, well, there's someone who did it before me, and it's like, it's okay, and, um, you know, I'm not going to explode if I say this on TV, so, you know. Right, exactly. Um, you know, it definitely did give me the strength, and, you know, the funny thing is, like, I remember the day, the day, the night of um, me revealing my status on the show, I did think about Jack and being like, I wonder what he's going through now. Like, what is he, you know, what is he doing? Like, what happened to, you know, what happened, what happened to him? What was the backlash, you know? And that was like, that, I think that was kind of, even though there was hope and like, there's light at the end of the tunnel, there was also like, I was still like, after even feeling so free and everything, I was scared about like how people would react. Yeah. Do you ever hear of that, Jack? Um, well, you know, I think it was there, there, we we had similarities, but we also had a lot of differences. I have been positive for a lot longer. I was out okay. to everyone I know I knew at the time, so it wasn't I wasn't it, so it, it was just different in that respect. Like it wasn't a surprise to uh-huh. my friends, or so I didn't have that fear. My my family knew. Um, I did have the fear that the public there would be some religious crazy people that were like. You know, God give you God, God gave you AIDS because you're a, a fag and all that stuff. But actually, you know right. what? I I one ninety nine point nine 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 percent has been like really positive and great and 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 saying you know go. It's really impressive what you're doing. It's so brave. It's amazing. Thank you so much. Um, I've had a couple of crazy people that were literally like off their medication and wrote me nasty emails, but I just delete them. I'm like. Whatever, right. you know, I, you, you live your life, I'll live mine. It's like I have to just be true to myself. I can't be anything else, and that's kind of always the way I've been. So I didn't really ever – actually, you know, the, the opposite is true. I didn't really even fear that I would have a backlash. I, and I actually knew that I wish there were someone like me that I could see on TV. So I was like, I knew I could actually do some good by being vocal. So I kind of thought about it that way. I was like, because, you know, the producers control everything. And they said, do you want to talk about it on the air? And I was like, sure. I don't have a problem with it at all. So as soon as my first interview came up, they asked me about it. So, And that's the other thing I did that, that was different than you is I revealed during one of those um, producer interviews. And I did, right. and then, so the cast didn't know during the show. And the cast found out, actually, I emailed them after we were done filming, so people didn't have to find out on television. Right. Wow, that's, that makes sense. that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, right now I want to open up the phone lines for people to give us a call. If you'd like to uh, call in and, and talk to Mondo, you can reach us here at 347-215-9442. I do have somebody on hold now. I'm going to bring on area code 941. What's your name and where are you calling from? This is Danny, Hello. and I'm calling from Florida. How are you, Robert? Hey, how are you, Danny? Nice. Thanks for calling in. Hey, not a problem. Hey, Jack, are you there too? I am. Hi, Jack. How are Hi. you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I just got home from work, and it's a two-and-a-half-hour bus ride one way, and there was a snotty-nosed kid in front of me. How do you think <laughs> I am? <laughs> so do you like have that? a question for Mondo? I do have a question for Mondo. Actually, I just want to praise Mondo because, Jack, you know what? You kicked the door down, and Mondo came through it right behind you with honor and dignity. And, God, Mondo, good for you. Are you still 
I haven't been home, so is is Runway still on, Mondo? Uh, the finale is tomorrow night. Oh, I'll have to. Okay, I'll 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 DVR it because you know I'm never up after eight o'clock. You know, Mads knocking my <laughs> knocking out. Anyway, gentlemen, it's a pleasure. I really enjoy Pause I Am. I love the radio show when I can call in. Um, Mondo, keep up the great work. I'll be praying for you, you not only on the show. I want you to win. I want you to take that crown, honey. Take that crown. Thank you. (laughs) All right. So everybody have a good night, and thanks for taking my call. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for calling in, Danny. And, again, you guys can reach us at 347-215-9442. One of the uh, questions that I did have – to me was after you disclosed, did any of the other contestants treat you differently, and if so, how? No, you know what? I don't, you know, none of them uh, treated me any differently, you know? They actually, I think I actually gave them a new, you know, some more power. Like, they're like, wow, Mondo's here, you know, waking up at these crazy hours and staying up to this, you know, crazy, just dealing with this whole thing and still being on his meds. I mean, it is a total life adjustment getting into that schedule, you know? And it was really hard for me. It was so, 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 so hard for me. Um, well, you know, being able explain, to... You need to explain. We, we, you, get, you basically get home. I don't... Since it switched to Lifetime, I'm not exactly sure how we, they did it. It sounds like it was right. actually a little bit easier. But we would get home, we'd finish at midnight, and we'd get into our beds by about 2 o'clock in the morning, and they would wake us up again at 5, and then we'd start right. all over again, and there was no days off. Right, exactly. That's exactly how it was for us. It was six weeks of constant filming, um, no days off, and it was excruciating. It was like 18, 20-hour days every day. Right. And it, I mean, when I'm here in Denver and, you know, taking my meds, I have to really get, like, you know, eight hours of sleep, or I just totally. feel, I wake up and feel like crap, you know, so it was just really hard, so I think the designers, when they found out, you know, because there were times when we'd wake up, and I would just be totally out of it, and, like, just, like, not into it, and totally bitchy, and grumpy, <laughs> you know, like, I didn't, I didn't want to be there, they understood why I didn't want to really interact or participate in this and that, you know, is because I still needed my own time. Right. So I think, And they don't you give know, you they... any of that. I think the only thing that keeps you going, and granted, I was only there for, I think, 13 days because they don't, you know, I was there for five challenges. So, right. um, you know, and even by then, I, I lost 10 pounds, and, you know, they, they feed you, but, like, they throw it into the – that room and say like food's here and it's during your at least when I was on it was during your work time so right. like you would run in and like shove a chicken breast in your mouth and then go back and work and people think you right. have help and no you don't have any help at all and there's no rest and like it's craziness it, so it is the I will say this it is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life totally. I will tell you that it's the hardest thing I've ever done in my life my partner is a marine well he's an ex marine. And he said that what I was getting into was fashion boot camp, and that's exactly what it felt like. Totally. Oh, that's funny. Fashion boot camp, I'm sure. Yeah, can you imagine fashion boot camp? (laughs) (laughs) Another question we had tweeted to us was, what type of support system have you had in the past 10 years? 
Um, you know, my support system has been been very um, small. It's just been a, my close friend. Um, it has been my mentor um, that I learned, you know, my dra- my draping pattern making skills from. It was my friend um, Jeff, and who was also my first partner. And um, you know, see, uh, my sister was my closest support. I mean, she was there since the very beginning. So and, she knew. You know, she knew, and she has kept this a secret just as long as I have. So I, you know, it would. It really. I mean, it. It was bound to happen. I mean, it had to be revealed. You know, I just. I just feel awful that she, you know, would have to keep this a secret as well. You know, just to put the burden on somebody else. It's not her. It really isn't her issue. You know, it's not her problem my problem. So, yeah. Well, it was a very well, well. the thing the thing about that that you know, and I think it I have an issue with word choice sometimes and you're like I'm keeping this dark secret and you know, it's my problem. And I'm like, you know, that's where we deal with stigma. And if we were all really honest and open about it, it wouldn't be seen so negatively. You know, yeah, it's an it's an it's not really a problem. It's a medical condition. It's an issue that you have to deal with. Like it, it, you know, I mean, we you get treatment, you go to the doctor, but it, I don't. I well, I, I feel I just feel worrisome yeah, when you put this value judgment on it that it's sort of um, you know what I mean. Does that make sense? I can also well, yeah, I can also tell you that, and this is not an excuse. I really feel like sometimes maybe some of the ways my own feelings about it and living, not even just being, not even being HIV positive, but even gay, being brought up in a very religious religious Mexican Catholic family, it really has, I mean, that just made it, it has made it so much harder, you know. Oh, of course, of course. So, I'm still, I'm still learning, I'm still learning to accept certain things about who I am now and not what has, well, not what has, not what has been instilled in me from, you know, me as a little boy up till, you know, I don't know, 20, 25 years old. Well, no, I mean, now, and, but, I, I, I just say kudos to you because it will, you know, I've been I've been open about it for 16 years, which is why I can go in front of a group of, you know, a thousand people and talk about it and not flinch. I mean, this is still right. so new to you. This, I mean, when was that filmed? That was filmed probably four months ago or five months ago, like that mm, yeah, episode. Yeah, probably months ago, yeah. So, like, this is like you're still dealing with what this all means to you and how, you know, how it, it, it's, it, it's still so fresh. So, I mean, I applaud you for being continually being open about it and being willing to still talk about it. And, um, you know, you'll just get more and more and more comfortable with it to the point where you're like, yeah, big whoop. Like, for me, literally, I, I go on dates and I'm like, and yeah, you know, I'm HIV positive, right? And, like, if I just assume everyone knows because of they don't. They're stupid. Because <laughs> you can just go- I Google everybody I go on a date with, and if you're not Googleable, then I worry. But um, but like you, know, but you know, it's like for me, it's like I have brown hair. I'm HIV positive. I'm six feet tall. Like it doesn't have a value judgment on it, and like eventually you'll get there. Eventually you'll get there, but you just it takes a while, you know. Yes, it does. It, I mean, it does. Definitely does take a while. I think now that I've disclosed this and that I do have people that I do actually feel like I have do I have a larger support system. I think it will definitely make it easier. You know, 
And so, okay. yeah, I'm definitely. I mean, it 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 will. I mean, it's it will take a little while to get used to. You understand? Of course. Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, you know, Mondo, one of the things that I I was checking out when I went to your profile on Facebook and things like that is that me, I was diagnosed also in 2001. You know what I mean? So we're around the same age, and you know, for me, it took me a good five years to finally get it out and start talking about it. So you know, it's it's nice to hear that you know it, it shows with you waiting ten years that it's different for everybody. You know what I mean? And I think that's the most important thing is that people tend to put people like you and Jack and Angina up on these pedestals because you guys did it on TV, but they don't realize that you're just normal people who are living with the right. virus who are going through the same motions as everyone else. Right, exactly. Um, you're exactly right about that. I mean, I've seen, you know, I've seen, yeah, I saw Angina come out on um, RuPaul's Drag Race, and, of course, I saw Jack. And, yeah, the thing about it is, like, yeah, we're on TV, but we're dealing with it, you know, in the same way that you may be dealing with it, or maybe you're not dealing with it, and maybe we've been there. I mean, we're all on the same boat, you know. We have to figure it out. Right. Um, I want to just, I want to do, I want to ask some Project Runway dirt. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. I mean, it's like, I, I mean, I, it's great that we're talking about HIV, and that's basically obviously what this, this story, the radio show's about, like, HIV-centric. But, like, I just kind of want to know how your, experience, how your experience was, and did, would you do it again? And if you had the same experience, like, did you have fun? And, I mean, it's torture, but it's kind of an amazing torture, don't you think? Right. Um, I think I don't think I would do Project Runway again if I had the chance, the opportunity to. I wouldn't do it again. But I mean, with that being said, I think that my time on the show was, you know, I mean, hello, it was life changing, you know. Right. Um, when I first got there I was so scared to talk about anything. I was even scared to talk about myself and you know, and really, you know, um, show people what I could do. I mean, I felt like the odd man out. I really felt like alone and I was very insecure and, you know, I, I didn't put value on what I was able to, um, able to produce and to show, you know, it, it really took a while for me to go through the challenges and get the praise from the judges to really validate who I am as a designer, you know? So, I mean, for, I think with that being said, I think that being on the show has made me stronger as an artist and as an individual, you know. So um, for that, I would definitely do the whole thing over again just to, you know, get some more strength. And uh, But I, I don't think I'd want to deal with um, 15 other personalities again. Well, that was my <laughs> next question. That, well, that was my next question because... Um, I just want to know, like, because my, my season was really, we were, they picked kind of a more mature um, cast and more experienced cast, and um, so we were all kind of, a lot, a lot of them, us were sort of older, and most of us got along really well. There were only a few rotten apples, but did right. you, how how did you feel about that? Like, do you keep in touch with a lot of, a lot of people or not, or? Um, you know, I think that, I mean, I feel like I really liked everybody on the show. You know, I think this is the way I work, and I'm honest about this. I swear, don't think that I'm just being weird about it. But 
Um, I really, you know, I really, you know, being an artist, I feel like I really value people as individuals, you know, and then artists, you know, or vice versa. I might love you as a person. You might be really, really great and, you know, really wonderful, but I might not really appreciate you as an artist and what you produce. Or I might really love you as an artist and what you produce, and I might just really despise you as a person, you know? Right. Um, So I think I really separate that. So, uh, you know what I mean? I think everybody brought something to the table in the cast, you know? And I think everybody was there for a reason. Everybody was definitely um, talented in one way or another. Right. Well, and I also think, I think you vocalized that when you had to partner with Michael, and you were like, initially, you didn't think his talent, he was very talented, and then you started working with him, and you're like, I'm a total asshole, I totally misjudged him, and I, like, and you own that, you know, you're like, he's a nice guy, and he actually does know what he's doing, and there you go. Well, you know, I think what made it easy for me to be able to be that person is because I am really that person, you know, and that when I got to the show, I was really insecure and I was scared. And at that point, I think that was probably like four or five challenges in and everybody's really getting caught up in like the game and the drama behind, you know, Project Runway and this. And then I started, you know, listening to Hearsay and really like, you know, and so when I was partnered with Michael, I was really pissed off. I was really pissed off. I did not want to work with him. I felt like that was my ticket home, you know, like it was totally going to drop the ball. and Right. You know, the deal was. And, you know, after working with him, I really understood Michael, you know. I really understood Michael as a person, as an individual. But then I understood him as a creative person. And, you know, the thing about Michael, I think – a lot of people ask, why was Michael always, you know, picked on or attacked or this and that? And I think it's because, you know, Michael accomplished a lot in a very small amount of time. Um, he really got, you know, he really had a look going for him. He had an aesthetic. But he didn't necessarily have the process that we all did, you know. Like, he didn't have all the tools even in his toolkit like rollers and certain things that we all use to cut and whatnot with and you know so he just had a different process and people just thought well you know what's he doing here he doesn't deserve to be here and why is he winning challenges and right. you know that was really unfair and I and I and I recognize that and you know after working with him and I gave him a you know a pretty hard uh task to work on as a sample maker. He really proved himself. You know, he's a hard worker and, you know, he is self-taught. And, you know, um, when he was working with me, I uh, explained certain things and he caught on right away. Like, he's very smart and he's willing to listen and he's willing to make mistakes and he takes criticism and he just moves forward, you know. He is a team player, and I really appreciate that. I really value that about people, you know, team players, people that are on the same page as you. Like, it has to happen that way, you know. And so I I just, I love Michael so much. Right. You know, Mondo, you, you finding him 
in that way and doing the challenge and not wanting to be friends with him and all that. That was the part that really made me fall in love with Mondo was that you were able to see that, okay, I made a bad judgment call, you know what I mean, and he's a really great guy. And at the end when they asked, you know, when the judges asked you, when there was a four of you left, who you thought deserved, and when you said Michael C., I just thought that it was amazing that you you realized, you know, that he was really a good person and that he deserved to be there just as much as everyone else. Because a lot of people yeah, doubted you know, that. I think, yeah, you know, the funny thing is, like, you've seen previous seasons, and that was so hard. That was, like, one of the hardest <laughs> things. I mean, I knew it was coming. I know there was five of us left, and they made us pick, you know, who should go to Fashion Week. And I was, you know, that hurt me so much. It's not, I don't, I'm not the judge, you know. I'm there to compete. I don't want to judge my, you know, the fellow designers. I don't want to do that. I'm not there to do that. And so that was just so hard. But, you know, like I said, I did pick Michael because I knew that if he did have the chance to show um, at Fashion Week that he would really bring it. And he, you know, he'd really push it. And if he got into the final, he would really do everything he could to really put up a fight because he has continually showed that he's a fighter since the very, very beginning, right? right. Yeah, I actually thought, I mean, up to this point, like, the, I thought it should have been the three of you boys. Like, that's... that's Honestly, I'm, Jack, I, I really felt that way, too. I thought, you know, and and... Confidence, I think, well, not in confidence now, now that we're on the uh, <laughs> interview, but, like, when the boys all moved into an apartment, it was uh, Christopher, uh, Michael C., um, Andy, and myself in the apartment, and after uh, Christopher C. left, and it was April, Gretchen, and then us, we were like, okay, we really have to make it, so it's the three of us, and we really you know, had powwows every night and talking about how we could really stay strong and work with each other to be able to make that happen, to have the three guys go, you know. Right. So. Well, and what I, th- what I don't think the public realizes is that editing is such a powerful tool and the producers really can make you believe whatever storyline they decide. So, right. you know, I mean... It, it is what it is. I, I mean, I'm sure there's politics involved in all of it, and there's a reasons why they want a woman. It's Lifetime, the network for women. And, I mean, you know, there's all those things right. going on. And, exactly. and everyone has a different opinion, and there's, that's the thing about fashion is it's objective, and there's no right or wrong. So, you know, who knows what people really thought, but my, I'm just saying my personal opinion was, you know, that it should have been the three of you, you know, three guys. So, yeah. but I it think is it would have been a really great show. The other thing is, you know, and from just from being three years out, just to let you know, it doesn't matter who wins. It really doesn't. It just it matters who people like, who's memorable, um, you know, and kind of what you do afterwards. Is, I believe it or not, the hard work starts now. Like once the finale is over, what? That's what I've heard. That's what yeah, I've heard. Yeah, I mean, and, I mean the thing is, the thing is, it's very easy to go back to your old life and go back to your old job or do whatever you were doing before, and you'll get a little boost for a little while. But right. if you want to continue doing, like, interesting projects and be out there in the media, and that's really hard to do. You just have to keep doing it and keep doing interviews and keep doing PR. And, you know, so, I mean, you'll have to, you'll have to just decide 
how, what route you want to go. But that's up to you. But but yeah. But I mean, I wish you the best of luck. I'm so I can't not wait to see what happens tomorrow. So uh, I know Friday is a new day. I'm I am looking forward to Friday. You know what I mean? Like to actually <laughs> talk about stuff again. Right. And, like, not hide anything. Yeah, it will be. Uh, I am looking forward to waking up on Friday morning and being like, "Ah, oh, it's over." Done. Yes, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I already I know what happened. I already know what happened. So. Do you feel that during the New York Inspiration uh, episode that they focused too much on you taking a nap? Oh my God, that was funny. Um, <laughs> no, what you know what really happened in that episode is that. Uh, we we, st- we stayed. It was Andy. All oh, the fi- the finalists stayed in that really nice apartment, and so that was like our only time, like our luxurious time off, you know. And so we opted to like stay up to like five five o'clock in the morning, I guess, you know. So it was Andy, uh, Michael, and I, and we stood up all night, and uh, we were we had a wake up call of like six thirty that morning, and so we woke up. And I was exhausted. And that day just carried on and on and on. And we were walking around the city, and I think it was probably like 98, 99 degrees. And I was walking around in, like, jeans, and we had to go shopping. They even extended our time of, like, shopping from a half an hour to 45 minutes because we were all so exhausted. And when I went back to the workroom, I was like, I cannot. I cannot burn. I I need a sleep. (laughs) You know, right. So yeah, that's that's what really happened. I don't think it was a dumb idea. I think my, you know, my body was talking to me. I had to take a break. Yeah, totally. Well, well Mom, we're we so excited. Have... We're so. I know it happens, and I'm not gonna like lay out anything. But um, like you know, I can't wait to see your collection, and I I look forward to. I'm sure we'll work together at some point in the future, and um, you know, best of luck when the next upcoming. Scary three months. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yes, Mondo, thanks um, for joining us for this hour. We really appreciate it. You're an inspiration to many, and keep dreaming big because we know this is not the end of Mondo. We'll be hearing Mondo forever. Oh, uh, thank you so much. Mondo thank you for having me. All right, go full Mondo. Uh, <laughs> yes, <we will. laughs> All right, all right, kids. Talk, Talk to you, you later. Bye. Right, bye, guys. Kiss, kiss. Bye, Mondo. To um. For information on Mondo, you can look him up on Twitter or you can look him up on Facebook. I'm not sure he has a, a website up quite yet. Uh, for more information on Jack, you can go to jackmackamoff.com. For more information on me and the radio show, you can go to pauseim.com. Um, we will not have a show this Sunday since it's Halloween, so go out and get your candy. And we'll return in um, November 7th with Michelle Anderson, who is an HIV-positive beauty queen from Texas. And she's going to come on and talk about what it's like using her beauty pageantness and that kind of role to speak to positive, you know, women and, and to share. That the ain't message. a word, girl. Beauty pageantness. I can make up my own word, can I? <laughs> oh God. So, Jack, anything else, real quick, before we run out? Um, no, I'm good. I was on the Gossip Queens today on a logo, I think, somewhere. So that was kind of fun. But um, no, I think it was a great show. Mondo's awesome, and I'm sure we'll be. Uh, in touch with him in the future. So best of luck to him. I can't wait. And um, all right, well, you can watch the finale of Project Runway and watch Mondo do his thing tomorrow evening on Lifetime. And for the rest of us here, have a great night. 
and we will see you on November 7th when we return. Have a good night, everyone, and talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.